Hey, Podcast Nation. Today's episode on the Two Brothers Audio Experience, I interview a lifelong friend, CJ Doherty. Enjoy. Sports, success, and systems. Hot mics, hot mics. Make sure your mic's good, brother. You just got to make sure so when you talk into it, you have to make sure it's green. So make sure when yo, you talk. Yo. So like if you're sitting there and you're talking on the show, we're not going to be able to put it out for the audio on the podcast unless it picks it up your voice. So the tricky Check one. Check yeah. Two. So the hard part is me. And I have a loud voice, so mine's lower. And other people, when they talk soft, they have to turn theirs up and then their mic picks me up. But yeah, okay. so just pay attention when you're talking. Step into the mic. But we should be good to go on the micage. Micage. And then I'll go live on Facebook and we'll lean into it. Super solid. I'm super stoked. Got lightning. Three, two, and one, as Joe Rogan would say. And we are L-I-V-E, folks. L-I-V-E at the Weirman Media Studios again with the homie. So, folks, a big part of what I do at Weirman Media is about being authentic and vulnerable and telling stories and, like, remaining true to our realities and our being authentic and vulnerable in them. And I'm super excited because I got a, a really cool guy in the studio this morning. It's CJ Doherty. I actually grew up with him. We have connections back to high school, and we have a lot of authentic, vulnerable, like true connections that are just human based. And like a lot of, I think a lot of our experiences come from our childhood, and a lot of our value and uh, our experiences is based in what we start with in life and where we come from. And the people we surround ourselves with when we come from that. And I think it's really interesting and cool. And I have a lot of people that I would honestly love to have on the show. And then I've gotten older. I'm 29. Uh, when I look back on it, like guys like Derek Loisel, I know you're friends with him. There's a lot of kids that I grew up with and guys now that are grown men that were also very interesting and have great stories and are really profoundly brilliant. And like really Derek Loisel was a great hockey player. Uh, there's a lot of athletes involved with you as well. And I just think there's a lot of value to be brought forward. And I think it's really cool that you're willing to come on the show. CJ, you drove all the way up from Coon Rapids. Shout out to Coon Rapids. So I'm going to let you do a little bit of an intro. Uh, that's what we do here at Women Media. When we have first someone on the show, we give them two to five minutes just to touch on some keynotes about themselves so they can introduce themselves to the audience. And then uh, whatever you're comfortable making the key points and just giving everyone a shout out and giving them an insight into who CJ is and also just connecting the dots a little bit and then we'll lean into some of these other key topics that you want to talk about with sports i think it's really fucking rad that you want to do some of this stuff and i look forward to it so give us a little bit of a just a little bit of a short brief background on who cj is well i grew up with you and your brother isaac Um, yeah isaac was in my grade josh was like a little brother to us two years Um, younger I've you guys are like big brothers. Hockey and baseball my whole life. I actually played a season with um, Isaac and Josh when we were younger. Um, I currently play amateur baseball for a team out of Champlin. I don't play that much, but um, it's still good to get together with the boys and drink some beers in the parking lot. Um, I lived in San Francisco for two plus years. Uh, graduated from St. Cloud State. Coached youth hockey when I was at St. Cloud State and coached a freshman baseball team when I was at my old high school in California where I graduated from. Um, so I guess I go, gotta go backwards. My senior year of high school, I moved out to San Francisco and um, came back my freshman year of college to St. Cloud. I remember that. And then went back to San Francisco to play a year of junior college baseball. And then I came back and finished out my college career at St. Cloud, 
Um, Graduating with a degree, right? Yes, sir. In what? Communications. Nice, man. Um, currently, I'm working on a used hockey skate business. Super cool. Um, I used to work in a skate shop where I learned a lot, and um, I'm hoping to start a sports podcast with Josh pretty soon here. Um, first thing we'll talk about today is how communication and unity are essential in sports. Yeah, and I'll lean into that quick for you. And I just want to touch on, like, you mentioned that you grew up and you traveled some. And I think that's really cool and that you also played sports. We grew up in the same neighborhood. We played sports together. And it seems like a lot for you of your discipline and your understanding about the things that we talk about on Two Brothers TV comes back to your sports background. And I think you have a lot of value to bring forward on that as far as, like, creativity, discipline, structure, guidance, teamwork, communication. Like, you obviously had a dad that was a little bit ahead of some other people's dads. Your dad was a coach for us growing up. Your dad uh, had some understanding of a lot of these things, and he helped share that with kids on the sports team. And I think that's really cool. Shout out to your pops, Um, because ultimately it's about giving guidance and direction to people, and I think sports is one of the best ways to do that. So for you, I think that's really cool, and I'm excited for that, because I think, wouldn't you say sports and, and a lot of your guidance and direction and the thing you just talked about come from just that, sports? Yeah. Um. I mean, I've learned more in sports than I've learned in, you know, hard lessons in life in sports, you know, getting your butt kicked and learning from that and always coming back, um, never backing down. Um, Yeah, Um, Yeah, I've played baseball and that's a game of failures, you know, you hit three out of ten baseball, get three out of ten hits, and you're succeeding. And dude, that's a great fucking point, CJ. You just—that's so cool. Like this is why I love about this the value that we can bring forward and continue to lean into. There's so many things we can talk about, but in baseball, he just gave a great example. Seven out of ten, you miss. That's a success for people. That's such a great, profound point. There, you could—we could do a whole episode on that. And the fact that you miss the majority, but you're still a success. Yeah, keep leaning into that. We'll talk about some Astros numbers um, this year after there's no uh, there's less cheating. But um, going back to how communication and unity are essential in sports, yep. um, the importance of communication in sports cannot be underestimated. It is said to be the key to success in both the sports and business world. Um, just the other day, Josh said on a podcast, with communication, we develop unity, cooperation, and flexibility. And that's just great right there because it leads into the point of if you have unity as a team you'll have meant positive mental health if you don't have unity it can really damper um everything that's going on and i just um, want to lean into that cj because i think you i think you bring a ton of value with what you just said and that's such a key point about what i talk about is the concept of communication unity and cooperation and flexibility and what you just talked about is everything that we believe in like if your team isn't rested and they're not content and they're not in their irritable to me that's what i equate to what you just said with mental health is being rested content and non-irritable and keep yeah. leaning into that um and then if you have clear communication and unity there's a chance of coming together and changing the nature um we saw that big time with sports this year playoffs with whether it's lebron having to come out and uh talk about black lives matter trying to change the nature um it also goes back to isaac talking about a love of learning um i feel like you have to really start learning things or go outside of your comforts to um 
actually see a different perspective and um, a lot of us don't or we're too you know we don't a lot of people don't care um, and that's also a problem but um, when I worked in the hockey shop I where was that it was in Blaine Minnesota a background of that I had a boss who he's re- he has a really interesting family he has four boys two are in the NHL one's on St. Cloud and one's on the Gophers so he has four boys either in the NHL or D1s yeah that's uh that's the state of Minnesota for you yeah so he it was very entertaining working there for him with all the characters that came in and um but anyways, when I was working there, I'd always read the weekly Let's Play Hockey magazine. And um, one week, there was an article that compared Einstein with Wayne Gretzky. And it talked about developing ways to strengthen communication throughout your team rather than just hoping your players talk to each other. And it's all about putting the idea in teammates' minds, like visualization or having a shared vision. Um, when my younger cousin would go sure, play big, in big, big stuff there, brother. When he'd go play in select tournaments where he knows nobody, um, I would tell him, you know, if if you know who your line mates are, start talking right away. You know, you're on the bench, you're chatter, not chatter, doing anything, just yep. sitting there and being unproductive. Start talking about some plays, and I think that's you know, a great just, point, man. You think just, about sports, and it's all the chatter. You, you think about baseball, adapt, you know. Totally. Um, And then another part of the Gretzky-Einstein article says, unlike college and pro football, offensive creativity in hockey comes from players, and each year it is increasingly coached out of the game. Avoiding mistakes has become the highest priority, even at the youth level, where the need to win eliminates creative trial and error. Um, So I'm going to lean into that, and I think a lot about what you're talking about is really essential. I'm going to connect the dots on what we talk about a lot, but when you say Gretzky and Einstein and you say chatter and communication with sports and you talk about that to me I think a lot about being insurgent versus rigid and bureaucratic so the founders mentality always I lean into these key principles because that's what this show is all about it comes back to the founders mentality of being insurgent versus rigid and bureaucratic if you think about things that are unwilling to change mold or adapt or optimize or grow, they become extinct. So like with sports, it's the same thing. I want to be in business or life or in sports. I want to be doing something new, unexpected, and be unpredictable all the time. And that requires me to be creative and think outside the box, like you said, thinking and communicating that and sharing that vision about what are we going to do that is new and unexpected and unpredictable, especially in sports, because how are you going to go down the field different than you did last time? How are you going to get that puck in the back of the net? How are we going to put the ball in the hoop a way that no one's ever done it before? And I think that you're bringing a lot of value for it on that, CJ. And I think that's a great perspective to have, as well as leaning into your background on communication in college at St. Cloud State and leaning into your background with communication in sports, because obviously I'm sure your dad helped with this somewhat when you were younger, but you seem like you have a really good, solid perspective of communication and the value of it. And I think there's a underestimated and undervalued like communication just is so undervalued and I just think there's a lot of us that are not 
putting enough of an emphasis on it. So let's go ahead and lean more into that Gretzky-Einstein concept. I love Einstein, and I think the idea of being creative and insurgent-like and doing things unpredictably and new and different and versus being rigid and bureaucratic is a big topic, and then leaning into communication as well. Yeah, um, and a lot of it is coaching. I mean, we'll get into that later, but you can only learn as much as your coach is willing to teach you and also, also in this case, what he's willing to let you do, what he's not going to yell at you about and whatnot. But um, I found a study. It says in a study of high-level teenage athletes who suffered from burnout, yeah. it found it was not physical exhaustion, which was which most contributed to the burnout. Poor communication was found to be the leading cause. Man, that is sick. I remember when you sent me that and I read it, I was like, wow, that is fucking rad. That makes so much sense because if it's also a statistic I read one time. I'm not exact CJ. I'm not exact audience. But if you Google it, I was reading a lot of things when I Google it. I learned by Googling. And one of the number one reasons people leave a business or employees leave a business, when they leave, they say it's attributed to the leader and it's attributed to the lack of communication from the top. So I think that's like it was like 80% or more of the people that leave a business or uh they get fired or they quit or there's an extinct like a termination of their employment they attribute it to lack of communication or lack of leadership or lack of communication from the top of the business and i also read something about um how a lot of ceos or people that start businesses try and leave after three or put the duties on they try and find a new ceo and that's the downfall of everything you just talked about that they leave because of the leader um you know when you're when you lose your boss, you, you might not want to work for the next one or, you know. Exactly. Um, and I think I want to lean into that as well. And we can keep going with what your points are. But I think you said it with coach and mentor. For me, a big part of my life is taking direction from, I've always taken direction from someone that's ahead of me. Whether it was Kim Duffett, the sculptor, shout out Kim, KD Sculpts in Hawaii. Shout out to Tom Wallace at Edge Home Finance. Shout out to Ben Weirman at A Better Craftsman. Shout out to Gary Vaynerchuk at VaynerMedia. I think you're 100% right with all these points, and I think there's so much value in all these things that we could lean into all of them. But coach and mentor for me is someone I take direction from that gives is, is somewhat of a compass for me that gives me guidance, that gives me help me find my purpose, find a direction and a strategy to get where I want to go. And I think that's exactly what you talked about. So moving on to the next topic, um, yeah. which will be with all the personalities and egos in sports, it makes it complex and complexities kill growth. And after Big looking topic. into that, I thought, you know, how about we kill complexities before they kill growth, meaning ego and personalities. Copy. Copy. Yeah, kill complexities before, what was that? Before they kill your growth. Um, and then I wrote, it's the coach's job to kill these distractions, meaning the parents most of the time. It can be a, a player that's a distraction, but a lot of them is coming from the parents. And then, so it's the coach's job to kill these distractions and the bad habits coming from the kids. Or it could also be a parent with a bad habit, teaching their kids some, something that they don't, the this coach is, doesn't agree with. God damn, CJ, you just brought it full into a big topic here. And this is a big, this is why I love the show, because it forces dialogue, CJ, and with, I'm always like thinking about things then. And when we have conversations and you bring a perspective that I'm not, I, I didn't think about. So like with sports, I didn't think about this, but like you just said it. And then when I read Ego is the Enemy, the book, CJ, it said the ego is the enemy and the goal is to stunt the growth of ego at a young age, it said. Yep. So what you're saying, I'm connecting the dots. It makes sense because 
they teach, it all comes from who teaches us what, how we behave. And it's most of the time, it's our parents. That's such a profound point because if you think about it, then in sports, the behaviors and the ego that is present, that is the complexity that for, because like you just said, sports is the highest level of that. There's no more, if you look at the highest performing athletes, there's no more ego testosterone and like big dick measuring than sports. So it makes sense why it's so complex. And I think it's interesting your perspective with parents at a younger age being Man, that is really profound because I think we could do a whole episode on that as well because I didn't think about that. But parents are a big part of the problem, especially with sports, because they're the ones that give they're the ones that give the kid the the problem essentially, and they're not the ones guiding or shaping the kid. That's yep. really cool. So um, you 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 uh, taught kids in one sport, right? What was it? Freshman. Freshman in high school baseball, and then middle school hockey. Super rad. Um. And then uh, I was going to go back to the Gretzky Einstein article where it says, uh, we coaches are entrusted with the development of ambitious youngsters with lofty dreams, but we limit those dreams by removing the element of trial and error. How can another young Gretzky develop unbridled creativity in our highly structured youth programs? There are too many trophies, too much hype from parents, too much pressure to avoid mistakes. And... Moving on with that, the only way to get better is through trial and error, forgetting about winning trophies and letting kids play. Again, we need to help them through creativity, not complexities. I think that's interesting. I want to hear your perspective on that more. I want to lean into what you just said. That's a really big topic. Everything that you talk about, CJ, I think you, I really want to say, number one, I appreciate you being on the show. Number two, I appreciate how you listen, because obviously, based on what you're saying, you've listened to the concepts that we talk about, and they're all principles over personalities folk it's not about me it's about the concept and the principle and when he says things it's not about us it's about we it's about the principle versus personalities so what he just said is so profound it is so big like ultimately at the end of the day to me i want to hear what you, more about what you have to say about it because i talk about it every day but um yeah i think that we ultimately have a have a duty and an obligation to bring our youth guidance and direction and be open to failure. And like we give people trophies for constellation prizes. Like I think it's okay to fail. And I think we should tell kids that. Like it's okay to fucking lose. But do you like it? And do you enjoy it? Like sit in it and feel it. Like do you like losing or do you like winning? Do you like being bad? Do you like being good at something? That's why it's crucial to be comfortable and aware and gain perspective to all these things because what man, our society, CJ, you just hit it on the fucking head with that, man. That's so big. We create this fucking cookie cutter system that these kids feel like they have to be fit in and fit into and be a part of. And then when they have a little asterisk next to their name or I have an asterisk, I have plenty of them. People start to feel uncomfortable and judged and less than and not perfect. That's why I talk so much about ambiguities and being open to ambiguities because that's openness to replacing ego with being okay and comfortable with inexactness and imperfections and different perspectives. I think what that topic is super rad and I really appreciate you sharing that. And I want to hear what you have to say based on your perspective on that topic. Well, um, going back to it, it all being about trial and error. Um, my theory growing up was if I lost the puck, it was my job to go get it back. You know, if I tried pulling too many moves, I was also a foot taller than everybody and then <laughs> foot longer legs and everybody. But, um, so it wasn't that hard. Um, yeah. And then I'll move on to the, the two main pitfalls I see when it comes to ego and training. 
The first one being spending too much time on the things that you're good at. The problem is that working only on your strengths leaves great big holes on competition day. And then the second pitfall is worrying about winning and looking good. So the lessons we learn from those two is lesson one, don't neglect or don't neglect or pay lip service to your weaknesses. Don't get caught up in the feel good ego stroking pursuit of always working on your strength. Getting your ass kicked in training is a fight and something to seek. That's a big one. Um, and then lesson two, stop worrying about what other people think at training and push yourself. We don't rise to the level of our expectations. We fall to the level of our training. Wow. CJ, man, this is some great shit, man. So I want to lean into that and vulnerability. So if you're running a business or a team, you have to always be looking at your big, your biggest asset is your biggest fault. So listen, and this is really interesting. For me, my biggest fault is my biggest asset. So when I talk about this, I'm going to lean into what he just said. It's really big. My biggest failure has become my biggest strength. My most difficult experiences have built the most value in me. So like when my mom died, it built me up. It was difficult. When I'm, my company succeeded, but then it failed at the end of the day, it built me up. When my biggest, and then when I have a team of people, they're, they're my most valuable asset. They help me. They build me up. We pursue our goal together, but they're also my biggest vulnerability. So if I have a big team of people, there's personalities and there's faults and there's it's all of us. We're imperfect. We have shortcomings. So they're my biggest vulnerability, but they're also my biggest tool and they're biggest, my biggest asset. So when I think about that, I make so much sense to me. My addiction background, my addiction personality, my addictive person personality is my biggest asset if I use it in a constructive fashion. If I'm using my fault in a, cre- in a creative, constructive fashion. What am I doing with the tools? What am I doing with my tools? What am I? What are you doing with your tools? What are you doing with your assets? What are you doing with your shortcomings, defects, and inefficiencies to maximize your strengths? Like leaning into our, our, our failures is big. It's where you gain value. It's where you gain experience. You gain insight. You gain perspective. And this is everything that we talk about in CJ that is really cool, that is really rad point, and I think that is profound, and I think that's really big topic here is leaning into that in the awareness that our vulnerabilities and our defects and our shortcomings are what we need to put our most of our attention on. And another thing I want to lean into while I rant on this is that when I meet someone, I've been trying to do this more lately because I read Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. And when I say read, I mean, I read the keynotes, folks. I don't spend all my time because I'm so busy reading the book. I take the keynotes and it summarizes the whole book. And I in, in his book, Ryan Holiday says, Ego is the Enemy. He says, if you can meet someone and identify, this correlates with the Dalai Lama's art of happiness as well, ability to connect to others and empathize. Shout out to Isaiah. We just talked about this. When I first meet someone, I've experienced this firsthand when I've traveled the world and lived in nine states in a few different countries, Australia and China and a few places. I opened up authentically when I meet someone. I'll talk about my addiction. I'll talk about my brain surgery. I'll talk about my homelessness. I'll talk about my mom dying. I'll talk about all these things. And then it opens me up to empathetic connection to other human beings. And then in the snap of a finger, I no longer feel like I'm in solitude. I can go anywhere in the world now based on my experiences and I can go there and I can talk to a stranger and be authentic, vulnerable, and real and empathize with them. And I feel like I have a friend and I feel like I'm connecting intimately with someone. So that is powerful, big shit that you're touching on. And I think it's really big stuff. And I, I really appreciate your perspective. And to me, that is something I could lean into. But my essentially, my, my biggest faults, failures, and defects are the things that I now use today to bring things forward that are valuable. Everything that I'm one of the most flawed people, I've made some of the most mistakes of someone you'll ever meet. But at the same time, on the other side of that coin, I've done a lot of stuff a lot of people have never done. 
So it's like sculpting statues. It's like traveling the world. It's like living in nine different states, Hawaii, going to China and Australia. And I've done it from extreme minimum circumstances. I've come, my mom was on single mom on welfare and I was addicted to drugs at a young age. So if I can, you can. And if I'm flawed, we all know that we all are flawed. So now I'm leaning into my flaws and maximizing how I can build myself up with other people that build me up where I'm weak. That is so big. So don't you think, CJ, sorry about the rant, but don't you think that people around us then build us up and know where we're weak? Yeah. Like Michael Jordan or don't you think guys like, like look at LeBron, for example, or people that are great athletes. That's what they, that's what they have. But they, they also build people up. Yep. And I think you found a very healthy addiction with this podcast. Yeah. Exactly. You build people up. You, you know, you're, you're trying to help everybody and you're helping yourself at the same time. You're just, you know, um, I've been keeping up and everything you're saying is coming in a full circle and, um, you're leaving yourself vulnerable, but you're confident enough to blow past it. And I mean, I'll, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I'm not. I get a little nervous talking. Um, yeah. On things like this and whatnot. I haven't done That's it in really, a long time. But it's like it's your first time, dude. If you came in and keep doing what we're doing, you're gonna be so much more comfortable. I appreciate right. it. There's so many people, CJ, that will not come on the show, and I really respect you for that. That's why I always say that. If you've seen me when I have guests, because I ask so many people, you guys. I ask almost everyone that I have a conversation with to come on the show and then people don't want to come on. It's like, to me, it makes, it's like, how can you be someone that's going to comment from the fucking comment section on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and then you're going to come and then you have, you talk all the big talk, but then when it comes time to turn on the fucking camera and put shit out there that you can do and change shit in the world, you're going to say no and you're going to tuck your tail between your legs. I understand that it's fear and insecurities and I, I am compassionate and I understand that, but at the same time, I don't. It's, it's binary. It's like, I don't understand it all but i understand like if you're gonna talk about stuff and be about it be about it if you're not you're not then don't talk about it take action and do shit otherwise don't talk about it so i think that's really cool that you i appreciate that cj it is a little nerve at first it was like when you're live yeah. it was kind of nerve-wracking to go in there because you're so open and you would because you can see who's watching you know well, that's one and of it's key, like what's that that's one of the key characteristics of what that thing you talked about right consumer ethics what is it standards the ethical standards yeah what is that called personal ethics standard yeah read those what are the key characteristics of that so the personal ethics standard consists of the values and principles a person uses in making judgments and decisions about what is good, right, and virtuous to communicate. Way of becoming more mindful of how you practice ethical communication. The first one is honesty is the best policy. Um, right there, baby. That's big. You just touched on right. it. Right. Second one is truthfulness. Um, I believe in the value of truth. The next is, is what you're saying, just. Um... And then freedom, is it speaking for freedoms of everybody? And then the last most important thing is integrity. And um, those are some things I learned in an ethics class in college. And uh, once you just memorize those five words, it's like before you speak, you can think about, you know, is what I'm about to say, is it truthful? Is it honest? Is it just? Is it, does it have integrity behind it? And then you can you can kind of judge your guide yourself to um, know. It, it, I even told Josh earlier. It's like it almost. 
almost makes you turn into uh, like that movie Liar Liar where you can only tell the truth, you know, it's like, because if you're going to be speaking the truth all the time, you know, in the past, it's when you're growing up, you'd purposely tell people lies so you don't scare them, you know, family and whatnot, but it's like, I've noticed after I learned these, I, I'm just open to everybody and it's powerful. I just don't really lie, you know, but um, I just yeah. want to lean into that, CJ. I think that's really big, and I think that you, it shows that you're, you have a lot of value, I think, and if you did start a podcast, I think you could bring a lot of value forward because... I think a lot of people they just they don't they don't they don't understand the listening of communication and you obviously with your background with sports and education with getting your degree in communication have an understanding about communication and understand the value of it and the importance of it. So I really appreciate and value someone that understands that. And I think what you just touched on with that is like some of the stuff I've never heard of before. So as I say always, it's not about right being right and wrong, it's about your perspective. He's now sharing his perspective. You see the value that comes from this. I can now audit and think about my beliefs and my what I believe in my perspective and my view on things in life. And if I'm going to be the one that's built up the most and I have the most well-rounded team, that means I'm going to be able to look at all these different amazing people's value and perspective and improve my perspective. It is the number one sign of intelligence is taking value from others and deducting value from other people. The, a lot of times when you're younger, you struggle to do that. You have to learn the hard way. You have to like hit your head against the wall. I did. And you have to fall down and scrape your knee or cut your knee or bruise your arm. But when you get older, you start to realize that I can take value from CJ. I can take value from Solomon. I can take value from Nate Peltier. I can take value from Bob Monahan. I can take value from Isaiah. I can take value from Derek Smith. I can take value from Gary Vaynerchuk. That doesn't make me less of a human being. That actually makes me more humble and ego free and open and aware and have more perspective and I think that's really cool because I never heard about a lot of this stuff I never heard about personal ethics standard and on the early episode I talked about corporate social responsibility and business social responsibility and I think a lot of this could connect to that you know the 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 uh, fact that social media kind of shines a light on personal ethics standard and the fact that social media makes people it, it it forces people to have that are trying to front or fake and it kind of yeah, it brings it shows if people are faking or not there's value in different truths everybody has different truths and there's value in everybody's perspective and you know you and like you're saying you've been around the world and seen a lot more than a lot of people and it's like you have all different values and truths and um you've seen different freedoms and um. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 pushed me to be open to that. Exactly. I think I I appreciate that, CJ, and that is true. That's a part of the reason that's pushed me to be open and see this the way I do is because of that traveling. So it's a big part of it and everything. And I think there's a lot of value that you have to bring forward. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think that we should lean into it. And it's it's really fun and it's really cool that you're willing to be on the show. And I would love to do more shows with you because there's so much stuff here that you can continue to touch on and we could keep leaning into like you touched on um, so many amazing points and you touched on so many key points that like honestly you could spend to me this is the definition of leadership we could spend our life contemplating these ideas and contemplating social human rights laws legislation perspectives and that's to me that is what we need to do we need to bring us all together and say how are we going to change shit? how are we going to improve shit if we look at homo sapiens shout out to the book a Brief History of Mankind, Homo Sapiens by Yuval Harari. 
it's about how we can come together as a team. And I think CJ touches on it. And I think we all are simply have to realize we're part of the same team. We are all part of the same team. We're all part of the same tribe. Let's come together. Let's overcome the complexities and the barriers and the and the borders and the and the egos and the religions and the human rights and the societal norms and the governments and the businesses. Because oh, because at the, at the end of the day, it's about it's not about being right and wrong. It's about how we can sustain as a species. So. I think CJ touched on a lot of great points, and I think you guys are going to probably be hearing a lot more from CJ moving forward, and I look forward to it. Don't you, CJ? Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, remember, folks, it's not right, it's not wrong. At Women Media, it is simply our perspective. Hey, Podcast Nation. Thanks for tuning in. Your attention is our oxygen. Please like, share, and subscribe for a better chance at being the next loyal brand follower mentioned at the end of our next show. Shout out to Madonna007 on Instagram for being such a loyal brand follower of the Weirman Media brand and the two brothers duo. Thanks, CJ. Weirman Media, using the written word, photo, and video to elevate the level at which we operate, cooperate, communicate, and create, hoping that by sharing powerful, authentic, fictional stories in a vulnerable, creative, cultural, relevant fashion, we can bring hope while helping our species overcome the complexities of growth in order for us to unite rather than fight, gaining awareness as well as perspective, moving forward together, working via humility and openness, understanding each other's ambiguities, collectively operating in a cohesive, flexible fashion, eliminating our threats and inventing the new realities of tomorrow because none of us are right, none of us are wrong. It is simply our perspective.